Welcome to the second half of season four. Uh, this is the time in the season where we go back to each interview and listen to the whole conversation. Uh, now, I normally don't uh, really cut anything from these episodes, but I've made an exception for this one because Sarah, the first interview of this season, is a mother of, I'm pretty sure it's four, could be five, I'm really sorry if I got that wrong. Um, and I personally know one of her kids, and there were several uh, times where they came on the phone to talk to me or where their name was mentioned. And I wanted to keep that stuff private for Sarah because really it's it's her answers and thoughts that you're here to listen to and not her kid telling me about their toys. Um, so Sarah is an absolutely awesome person. She's genuine, caring, thoughtful, hardworking, generous, and a fantastic mother to her kids. And I've known her for a few years now, and she, she worked for me at one point in one of my last jobs. And she was always someone I could rely on to get things done and to give me an honest assessment of what was actually going on. Uh, we've always had really interesting and deep conversations, and to say that I miss those conversations would be an understatement. So without further ado... Here is Sarah's interview. I'm Tom, and this is Six Degrees. Right on. So have you ever listened to the podcast at all? No. No, it's okay. I will, but I'll like it. I don't know. It's just finding the downtime really at any time unless the kids are asleep, and that's never a consistent thing, really. It is not a problem. Almost nobody that I've talked, that I talk to on the podcast has actually ever listened to it, which is fine. It's perfectly cool. All right, so I'll explain it. It's really, really simple. I ask... Uh, essentially the premise is I ask uh, each season I ask six different people the same six questions and then I cut them all together so each week you'll hear one question or one answer for one question from all six people and then so like that's the first six weeks and then the last six weeks are the full interviews cool so you are the first interview of season number four so boom you'll be right right up front in the first episode all right. Okay. So before we get started, uh, you can. I uh, just want to get your your name, uh, where you're from, and what you do. You don't have to give specifics. You don't have to give your full name. Um, okay. So like, it, keep it as it, keep keep it as private as you want. So I'm not I'm not. You don't have to give like addresses or, or towns. You can just yeah. give state. Okay. You know, like like I I usually just say Seacoast of Maine. And I don't even give my last okay. name, so it's not even it's not a big deal. So whatever you're comfortable okay. with. All right. Whenever you're ready, I'm recording everything, so Alright. Do I say it now? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, my name is Sarah and I'm from southern New Hampshire and I drive a special needs bus. Excellent. Right on. Alright. So question number one. Uh, you have the choice between telepathy and telekinesis. Which would you choose and why? And I can explain what the difference is between the two if you're not entirely sure. Telepathy is when you can read minds, right? Yep. And then telekinesis is making them, move, like, things move? Yep, absolutely. You got it. Um, 
I think I'd probably do where I can read minds just so I can know people's true intentions for certain things. Now, the big question is, and I haven't really thought of this, this is, this is just sort of off the top of my head, is would you, would it be like a thing where you could turn on and turn off, or would it be constant all the time? Probably just turn on and turn off, because that would be kind of crazy, <laughs> trying to like constantly listen to everyone else's thoughts when most of the time I have enough of my own. Right. All right, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. So, so... Yeah. For for certain situations, you'd like to pe- know be able to know people's intentions. Yeah. So, uh, can I get a little bit more of an explanation? Um, I guess like meeting new people, um, just to know like the type of people that they are, because obviously you can present yourself as one person and really be another, and I guess where I have kids, it's important to know if people are decent or not so that I don't expose my kids to bad people, I guess. No, that makes perfect sense. Right on. I personally would go with telekinesis and more so, like, not even to, like, be, like, the the spooky, like, I'm going to move a glass from across the room over to me, but it would be actually mm-hmm. kind of cool to be able to, like lift heavier objects partly with my body and a lot with my mind you know what i mean yeah yeah so it would be rearranging rooms <laughs> yeah rearrange like i'd be able to move the couch i'd still have to like lift it but i could just pick it up and move it around everything would be a lot lighter moving would be a hell of a lot easier yeah yeah <laughs> like having that having to carry a couch a up idea. a couple flights of stairs would be great with some telekinesis yeah <laughs> all right all right, so question number two. Uh, who is currently your favorite fictional character and why? Oh, goodness. Um, hmm. I guess I haven't really been watching TV or reading anything lately, so I'll just go off of, like, from my past experiences of watching TV and whatnot. Sure. Probably... Carol from The Walking Dead. I don't know, just because she's strong, like, all that she went through. She still held her composure well through everything that she had to face, and she didn't let her emotions get in the way of all the bad choices that she's had to make. Well, not bad choices, but, you know, like, the well, tough yeah, well, decisions well, that like, she had to I mean, she's, endure. Like, she, she just yeah. did well. Yeah, I don't she's, know. She's, she's been... She's been in a lot of situations where the only choices she's had have been bad choices. And yeah. she had to make yeah. those decisions as a life or death situation, pretty much. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a good I wouldn't have thought. I haven't watched The Walking Dead in I stopped a few after, like, years. seven. I think he, season seven, maybe. So I, I think it just... I stopped after the first full season with uh, Negan. Not yeah. That I, more like... It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just I didn't have... I had nowhere to watch it, and I was watching a whole bunch of other things at the time, and it was just starting to get really convoluted, for me at Mm -hmm. least. I'm I'm actually really considering, because they've got most everything on Netflix, I might just go back and start watching it from from the beginning, and I feel like maybe the way it was written will actually feel better just watching it back to back. Yeah. As opposed to week to week, because I feel like week to week, everyone's able to overanalyze it and stuff. 
Yeah. But when you very bi- true. like basically when you binge watch a show, it's easier to just see the plot points hit as it goes, yeah. and it yeah. tends to flow a lot better. Yeah. But I would. That's I, how I started it. I started like see when it was already like season four or five. That's when I got into it. And I binge-watched everything, and I got really, like, into it. And then, I don't know, I just, waiting the gaps between each season, like, and then it's just like, eh, well, I've gone this long without watching it, and I don't really have the time now, so I'll just not yeah. watch it anymore or it'll, whatever. It'll eventually end, and you'll be able to go back and, and just binge-watch the whole thing. I, I yeah. feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm almost kind of waiting for it to end just so I can sit down, and I know there's a beginning and an end, and I can just watch it fucking go. All right. Yeah, I have to say right now, mine is Doctor Who. I have been yeah. hardcore into Doctor Who for like the last month, and I can't get enough of them. I might actually try and go out and find the older episodes to watch the old Doctor Who's. Because mm-hmm. there's like, there were, because the series restarted in 2005, 2006, and there's been uh-huh. one, two, three, four, they're on their fifth Doctor of the new series. And there were eight doctors before that. Oh wow! Yeah, so it would be very interesting to see the stuff from the uh, late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, that's cool. Go back through because they reference they reference stuff from the older series a whole bunch, and it would be cool to see to like watch everything through and then see the newer stuff and see the references that they're talking about. But yeah, I'd say mine's Doctor Who currently. I've never seen it. I feel like I should because I feel like I'd like it, but just finding the timing oh, between yeah. the kids and my husband, I never get TV. Well, that's the <laughs> so. cool, that's the cool part about about a lot of stuff now is, you know, like it it came out when I gradu it started the new series started coming out when I was in when I graduated high school and I'm yeah it'll be fifteen years next year that I've been out of high school yeah. And I'm finally just getting around to, like, really watching the series. So it's... Yeah. It'll be around for a while. It's been around for 50 years. I have a feeling you you won't... it You won't miss too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> eventually, eventually you'll have that time where you can sit down and watch something if you want it. Yeah. Right on. All right. So question number three. Um, if you could give advice to your younger self, what would it be and why? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, hmm. I guess really think long and hard before you try to commit your life with somebody. Like, really, really get to know them. Even if you think you know them, make sure you seriously really do. Hmm. Because, I don't know, I guess Zach is the perfect example of that. Like, I thought I knew him. And then, obviously things just got really horrible and just being more aware of people how they how they are and stuff um Mm -hmm. everything but just know people's true intentions when they're with you yeah i know obviously you can't like you don't know until it's too late unfortunately in most cases but um probably just don't settle for less, and don't be afraid to have higher standards. Yeah, I suppose. Right on. Yeah. No, that's yeah, okay. excellent. That's really good advice. I could probably could use that as a younger me as well. Um, I know for me, I would have to say, um, <laughs> don't 
don't believe all of the crap that they say in movies. Because I was very much one of those kids that, like, thought that those rom-coms were, were realistic, when in reality oh, they yeah. definitely weren't. And I would love to be able to go back and just, like, smack myself in the face and be like, none of that's actually, you're just being a creep, just don't do that. But trust me, you'll be a whole lot better off if you just don't do that. Like, right. I, I, I promise you, it, it's not. It's not going to be worth it. It's not going to be worth all the the anxiety you give yourself and the way and everybody ends up looking at you because it's just it's that's not the way the world works. Yeah. It looks nice, but it's just that's just not how it works. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> the goose is running wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question. Number four. Uh, it is number four. Yes. One, two, three. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, you have the opportunity to learn a skill from a master. What would that skill be? Who is the master and why? Hmm. It can be anything. So, like, if you wanted to learn how to cook I something from Gordon Ramsay, I wouldn't hold that against you. Right. Um... I don't know, probably, like, practicing inner peace from a Buddha somewhere. I know that sounds probably silly, but it would probably make life a lot easier to know how to, like, just live in the moment and channel your inner whatever peace. I don't know how to word it, but yeah, no, I know probably just how to, like, meditate the right way and, like, really calm yourself. That's good. I never thought of that. I like that answer. That's I just a, have, like, wicked anxiety, so, like, anything that could be helpful in managing it. Yeah, be able to put you in the now so that you can focus on what's in front of you as opposed to what might be or could be. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic answer. I never would have thought of something like that. Kudos. Excellent. Um, I don't know. For me, I... I would kind of, what's the best way to put it? I would like to learn how to manage my creativity somehow, like be able to like, like have, have someone give me some, some structure, I guess. Um, yeah. And I feel like it would be really cool to learn that from like, uh, I don't fucking know, like, like Neil Gaiman, the, you know, the author Neil Gaiman. Uh, maybe. Uh, he did the whole Sandman series. Um, he's he's a, a really famous... Uh, he wrote Coraline. Oh, okay. He's the one who wrote the actual book Coraline and was uh, involved in making it the movie with Tim Burton. That's cool. So I, I, I would like to learn something along those lines from maybe Neil Gaiman or maybe another author because I feel like a lot of authors have a lot of have a uh, a good structure regardless of if it if it would work for me but like being able to find my own structure would be really really nice because then I wouldn't be all over the place doing all sorts of crazy stuff all the time it would be really nice yeah. to have some structure <laughs> yeah structure works apparently I have not known that yet but it does I will say it does like my stepson with his autism before, like, he had a consistent, structured routine, he would just, like, 
get overstimulated easier or just like he gets aggressive when he's overstimulated so it's helped a lot since hell yeah right on all right question number five you fall asleep and wake up in your favorite story what is the story and how screwed and how screwed are you um (laughs) uh I guess it depends. I mean, I like the never-ending story, and that would be cool to wake up in that, but it would obviously depend on who my character was and which one specifically. Um, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I guess I would be a Treyu. Even though I'm a girl, but whatever. Uh, gender doesn't and, mean fucking shit. You know yeah, that. I know. <laughs> um, so I guess I'd do pretty okay. I mean... He is the hero of the story. Yeah. Even though his horse dies and that part sucks, oh, but that, otherwise... That's like... That's that would be pretty cool. That's ruined everybody's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> My stepdaughter didn't, like, fully grasp that the horse died. She's like, oh, can't... When is he going to come back up out of the mud? And I'm like, oh, oh no. he won't, He's honey. not going to. He, he's, yeah, he's like, taking oh, a well, long, why not? He's taking a long nap that he's never yeah, getting Yeah, I was like, he's, he's kind of just going to be sleeping under there forever now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, I feel like um, I would probably end up waking up in... Uh, the passage series that I've uh, that I've read like several times, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I would probably end up dying. Uh, it's a, like a horror <laughs> fantasy series, and uh, it, that's in the future with like these crazy like vampire creatures. So I, w- I think that you got me started on that, but yeah. I never finished them. Yeah, no I read one. it like a little bit. But then everything... And then everything like, happened, and then life got yeah, away. Yeah, so I had to... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, I would probably... I probably would not end up very well. But maybe I would surprise myself, and I, I would I would end up surviving most of it. But Yeah. Maybe since you know all of, like, everything that happened, you could avoid the bad that, things or oh, something. That's true. But then uh, that would be changing the story, so then... I don't know. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, I'd give myself, like, a 50-50 shot at potentially yeah. doing it, but who knows at this point. All right, final question. Uh, who would you cast as yourself and your friends in the movie about your life, and why? Oh, jeez. Hmm. This is a very... Hmm. Okay. I don't know any actors or actresses these days. Crap. Um. You can cast anybody. It can be from any era. It doesn't matter. Like this could be. You could pick actors from the fifties and sixties if you wanted. It wouldn't matter, and they'd be in their prime. However, you wanted them to look. Hmm. Two, three, four. Um, oh, what is it? To go. 
Can I think and then call you later with an answer? I know you're recording, but... No, that's um, totally fine. I honestly, I, like, I don't know. I have... A, I don't want to spend forever thinking about yeah, it right I'll now. I'll give you... Uh, if anything, we can you can give me a call tomorrow around the same time as I work in the afternoon. Okay. So yeah. later on today would not be a good a good time because I'll, okay, I'll be yeah. at work. Um, yeah. But yeah, we can. I can definitely do that. And if you want to do the same thing for the uh, the question that you asked me, we can you, we can finish the last two questions uh, okay. tomorrow if you like. Yeah. Just so I can like think about it and then think of something like decent-ish to ask you. It doesn't have to be profound. One of my favorite questions is, "What is your favorite season?" Oh, okay. That I've gotten. I mean, I've gotten very, very. It. it uh, I, what are some of them that I've gotten is like, uh, the, what's your favorite season? Um, what, uh, I was asked if I believed in astrology. Um, I've, I, so it's, it's really whatever question you want, because I mean, you know me, I can ramble about anything. So I, yeah. I, I can yeah. give you a good answer on whatever question you wanted to ask me. So don't think that it All needs right. to be some sort of profound I write. I I get just get a flow of consciousness with these questions, and I just write all of them down, and, and we just go with it. So that, okay. That's my that's my whole philosophy on is just I got questions, I'm gonna ask them, and they're re- and they're weird, but the weird questions tend to get really good answers, so I just stick with the yeah. weird questions. Yeah. So yeah, we can do that. I'm for sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so same right. same bat time, same bat number tomorrow. All right. So who would I cast to be me and my friends and why? Yep, I can. Right? I'll uh, okay. I'll message you on uh, on Messenger and I'll give you the question and and uh, so you can you can look and think about it. It tends to help okay. when you see it written down. All right. All right, Sarah. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Of course. Say uh, okay. say hi to the, the goose for me and uh, we'll we'll All figure right. out a we'll figure out a day to get together. All right. Right on. All right. I will talk to you soon then. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. All right. So the question was, uh, if you could cast anyone as yourself and your friends for a movie about your life, who would it be and why? Okay. So, <laughs> um, I guess, like, I literally have two friends, kind of. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I only got a handful. <laughs> better, to, so, better the quality than quantity, so. Yeah. Um, I guess for my best friend, it would be, um, probably Emma Watson. I don't know. She just kind of throws off the same vibes that my friend, like, they just seem to have similar personalities. Nice. And for me, it took a lot to think of, but, like... I guess Drew Barrymore. Like, I know obviously you Ooh. don't know actors and actresses personally, but the roles that she plays and then even her past life history of, like, mental illness and whatnot, like, I can relate to that personally myself. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, I don't know, Liam Neeson for my husband. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Like, because, like, I'm I don't about. know, my husband's not so crazy badass like him, but, like, in a way he is. Like, if you. Like, in the movies Taken, like, obviously, I imagine any father would do that if they had the proper knowledge and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it just, I tried thinking long and hard. 
and that's just what that, I came up with for That's legit, those. though. That's, yeah. That's awesome. I almost picked, like, uh, I don't know his Mike Smith bubbles from Trailer Park Boys for yes. me. Because, like, he's, like, the friend that everyone, like, just, but it's obviously different gender, but I know that doesn't really matter, no, but it kind of matter. does. <laughs> but, like, just his personality, like, I don't know. Like, I would all the kitties and, you yep. know, like, he's just, like, the friend that everyone wants to help because he's so nice type of thing. Yep. Oh, but, I love bubbles. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I had to think about yeah, this. I, I had to think about the same thing too because I wasn't entirely sure what I would pick, and yeah. I would probably say if for me it would be Zach Galifianakis. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Just for the random outbursts of of really weird and usually awkward humor, if you, unless you get yeah. me, and then yeah. Um. So. Uh. Probably I'm just gonna go with my two best friends because I have a couple of other friends, but that I didn't even bother to go that far. So I would have to say for my two best friends, uh, so uh, Andrew, who is Dewan's husband. Dewan's husband. Yep. yep. Uh, I would go with Seth Rogen. Um, hardcore. Not only do they look similar, but they both have very similar, uh, very similar personalities, just based on the movie roles that they that they do. And yeah. uh, probably for my friend James, I would go with, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, like a, like a, like a Paul Rudd or a Jason Lee type. Probably, oh, yeah, okay. probably Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the really sarcastic, you know, like witty, witty comedy that he always, he, he always has a joke that he's making. So it's, it's, it'll probably be Jason Lee. And for my wife... Oh, who would I who would I pick for my wife? Oh, um. That was the hardest part for me picking one for him because, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I would have to say, um. Oh, I can see the actress, but I can't think of her name. Oh, it's killing me. It's all it's all uh. All based on sarcasm. Oh, she's. Oh fuck! Off the. I'll edit in the name because <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head. And I can yeah, see her, but I, I can't that. think there of the was, movies. Oh. Yeah, there was one that I was thinking of for my best friend, but I just could not think of who. And I'm like, oh, I'll just pick somebody else then. Right. So yeah, I'll have to edit in. Sorry, sorry, Panda, that I totally and completely botched this, and trying to figure <laughs> out who would be. My, uh, who would play you in a movie about my life, but that's, that's what it is. Um, all right, so, uh, I started this in season two, it is now season four, you get to ask me a question, and I will answer to the best of my ability. I'm gonna be cliche. Do it. And it's gonna be, (laughs) if you could, like, meet anyone alive or dead, who would it be and why? Ooh, okay, so I actually had this question last season for my guests. Ah, um, uh, okay. Not a bad thing, because there are a lot of people that I would love to meet uh, alive or dead. Um, I would really, really... I would very much like to meet, if I could, um, uh, not work with them, but just meet them and, and like hang out with them. I'd like to meet Stanley Kubrick. Um, 
you know, any idea who Stanley Kubrick is? No. Um, Stanley Kubrick is a director from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. He did movies like uh, A Clockwork Orange, um, uh, 2001, that, so. A Space Odyssey, The Shining. Uh, okay. Uh Vanilla Sky. He's done a lot of really big movies. He's he does, he's he's really well known for having a lot. He's it, he does he's super good with uh like like scenes and setups and filming everything. And he yeah. He was really well known for adding a lot of extra like subliminal content like he would have commentaries on a lot of stuff that the movies wouldn't necessarily talk about, but things in the background or how things worked out would be very... It was one of those things where if you watched his movies and there were things that changed in between scenes or in between cuts, there was a reason for it, and it wasn't just because yeah. they missed it. It was They did it specifically because he was that meticulous about everything. And they, mm-hmm. they they actually say he used to do like complex math equations for fun in between takes. Like, that's just... Oh, wow. That's how... I, I would just love to be able to sit there and pick his brain and, and really just talk to him and, like, you know, sit down and have a cup of tea or coffee with him and just really, like, pick his brain on how and why he does things. And I'd really like to know a bunch of stuff about The Shining because that's, like, a huge controversial story, <laughs> controversial yeah. movie that he did. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick anybody... Um, it would probably be Stanley Kubrick, and the other one that I, I chose during last season was uh, Nikola Tesla. Okay, yeah. Because I think it would be really cool. It would be really cool to just go back, like, maybe even meet him, like, a couple of weeks before he ends up passing away and just, like, letting him right, know. Right, where he has all of his crazy knowledge and everything, too. Yeah, like, really, like, figure out all the extra stuff that he has uh, that he never actually released and, like, let him know, like, hey... Just so you know, uh, all of, most of your inventions have revolutionized the world, and yeah. nobody really cares about Thomas Edison anymore. Uh, everyone loves Nikola Tesla, so you don't even have to worry about that. You may you may end up dying here in a hotel room broke, um, but everyone fucking knows who you are. I mean, there's a there's a car brand that's named after you, uh, so like, don't worry about it. Your uh, your inventions have pretty much revolutionized the future. Like we wouldn't have alternating current for our electricity, and cell phones are based on technology that he had. Same with radio and a whole bunch of other stuff. Wi-Fi is based on it. Uh, like yeah. There's so many crazy things that he came up with that uh, he never got to see through fru- uh, see the fruition. So, like, if I had to choose one for this one, it would be Stanley Kubrick. But my last one was also Nikola Tesla, and I think both of those people would be very interesting to talk to and to 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 get to know for as long as I have the ability to is there anyone that you would want to go see alive or dead um probably like as I guess maybe weird as it seems my mom when she was younger just to like learn her life and kind of why she is how she is today Mm mm-hmm I don't know, because it's just, like, obviously, like, certain things I believe in your childhood trigger you to be, like, the type of person that you are as an adult. Obviously, you can learn to choose different decisions to make 
better choices for your life, but she never really did do that. So mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of caused her to not know the difference between a good decision and a bad decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, or if her her idea of a good decision and a bad decision were skewed in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, like why, like... Yeah. Like, why would you think this is a good decision? Like, that sort of deal? Exactly. I can understand that. <laughs> Thinking about it, too, it would be interesting to meet uh, either of my grandfathers when they were younger. Like, when they were yeah. like, when they were in their 30s. Like, when they were my age. Like that, I think that would be really interesting to meet yeah. either of them. Because they were both product of the 40s and 50s. And it would be really interesting to see, you know, the, just the, the type of people that they were. Because I always got told... That they had mellowed out by the time that I was born. And I was like, okay, so they mellowed out. And they were both pretty, I mean, like, my mother's father was mellow for the most part. I worked for him for several summers when I was, you know, like, between, like, 12 and 15 or 16 before I really got my license and could go get a a job outside of, you know, working for my grandfather in the summer. Um, I can see... I'd like to see the difference between what I knew when I worked for him and what he was like when he was younger. I've heard mm-hmm. I've heard stories. Same thing with my father's father, who I'm yeah. actually, who I'm named after. So it would be really interesting to to meet the original Tom. And yeah, that would be cool. And like, it'd be cool to meet like my grandfather when he was in his 30s or 40s. And meet my father when he was in his teens and just, like, one of those weird things. Like, not be able to tell them that, oh, oh just so you know, I'm Thomas the third. Like, you're my grandfather, yeah, you're right? my father. <laughs> but I feel like they would both be smart enough to realize that we all, that we had traits in common that are so, like, I would be able to get their humor like that. It would be, it would be nothing. I'd, I, yeah. I would be able to join in all the, the terrible, like, ribbings that everyone got. That's that's like what my family is is just ripping on each other constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is the whole thing. Um, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. So that concludes this episode of Six Degrees. Uh, be sure to tune in next week uh, for the full interview with producer Hunted Rounds. Uh, thanks to Danny Roman of Successfully Failing Studios for the artwork. You can find Danny on Instagram at the real Danny Darko and on Twitter at I am Danny Darko. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at I am Thomas TBG and on my website imtbg.com. Uh, if you're listening to uh, this on a podcast, please uh, a podcast app actually, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, to help get the word out. Uh, Thank you to The Floating Lighthouse for the interview. Their new EP is out now and available on just about every streaming platform, so go check it out. And uh, before I forget, head over to inbeon.com, and uh, that's I-N-B-E-O-N.com, and check out what they can do for you, which is a whole bunch of stuff. And I say this every week, and it's totally true. There's so many things that are happening right now uh, for Inbeon. Uh, we're transitioning more into a production company, uh, m- making movies and videos and stuff. It's really, really cool. There's going to be some really, really awesome stuff coming out next year. And I know I say that a lot, but it's really, like, I, it's really happening. So it's actually happening, and I'm seeing all the planning and stuff, and it's so cool. But if you go to their website and you decide to purchase anything, which they have a bunch of stuff up there, uh, use my code IMTBG, that's lowercase I-A-M, 
I A M uppercase T B G for 10% off. So thank you again. And remember love life and whatever the case is. Mm-hmm.